0: You're listening to a podcast on the Awkward Human Network. If you want to find out more about this show and all the other cool stuff that we do,
1: visit awkwardhuman.com.
0: Hey everyone, how are we all doing? Welcome back to an all new episode of Interview with a Nerd. This is Richard Garanas. I am your host. Uh, This is episode number 33. We did it. We're here. We're at episode 33. Um, I hope everyone's week has been uh, good. This is dropping either on a Thursday night or a Friday morning. I haven't decided when that's going to be. But I hope that everyone's having a good week so far. Here comes the weekend. It's almost here. Um, Let's see. Let me think about what's been going on in my life. Uh, I had a busy weekend. I don't remember exactly what happened. Oh, I went to the eye doctor. Um, so it turns out, this is going to be so uninteresting, but it turns out that uh, my vision has gotten worse and I've got astigmatism. Yay me. Uh, but um, last year I went to uh, the op- 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 optometrist, and um, wait, no, optometrist. I went to the optometrist and they told me that I had dust mites in my eyelashes, like right up against the skin where my eyelashes and my my lids meet. And I was like what the hell and um, So I, I went home and I looked under a very powerful mirror and yeah, it turns out I did so um, My optometrist told me that I should be using these eyelid wipes And so I got them and I tried them and I was like, you know what? I think what I need to do is just scrub uh, when I wash my face maybe concentrate a little bit on the eyelid stuff so I started doing that and um stopped paying attention and I went back this year and my my uh, optometrist was like Hey, have you been using those wipes? And I'm like, mm, not really. But I've been washing my face vigorously. And she was like, Well, that doesn't really work. You need these wipes because they're medicated, like specifically for this thing. She's like, But we're gonna check out your eyes when I look on, uh, look at them right now. So she looks at them. She's like, yep, you still got the mites. <laughs> so that's gross. <laughs> and uh, she was like, You, you, you must do it, like don't stop doing it because apparently it will just get worse and worse uh, as I get older, which is gross. But she says like a lot of people have this issue. So I don't feel too bad about it. Uh, But it's still pretty gross to think about. So uh, that's what I did on Saturday. (laughs) <laughs> and on sunday i got to uh go to Lindsay's uh place and you've heard her on the show before she was on last week's not last week's the last episode episode 32 where we talked about halloween uh i got to go to her place her and john and they had a viewing party for the episode of chilling adventures of sabrina that she wrote um which is episode number eight and um really good episode i really really liked it and i just finished the series and i loved it uh compared to the comic books it's very different i think it takes this it uses the same tone but it is very different um a lot of the plot points and everything are very very different but uh it still hits a couple of the same beats and uh the tone is still the same as the book and so i really really like it of course uh roberto um Sikasa Rodriguez I think that's his name sorry uh he wrote the comic book and he is the showrunner on the series so I think it was very important for him to 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 maintain that tone which I think they do really really well anyway um I did that on Sunday and it was super fun uh I adore them as you know and yeah uh, but how how have you guys all been this week? We just had the midterm elections, which I hope you all voted in. Um, if you could, if you are of the age to do so. Uh, I did, and I was very happy that I did. Um, it's annoying to, to have to do at times, I think. <laughs> it can be annoying, but I think once I'm in there, in the little tiny little booth, Thing that they set up uh doing my thing. I, I'm happy that I'm doing it. Um I talk a little bit about it during the interview, but uh, I don't go too much in details about it. But anyway, that's that's what's happened this week. Um I do uh want to take a brief moment to acknowledge what happened in Thousand Oaks. Uh I'm recording this on the day, uh the night that it happened, or at least, you know, the, the night after it happened. Uh that's uh that hits very, very close to home um, for a couple of reasons for me because I am in LA and Thousand Oaks is uh, just around the corner from us. And I also used to teach at Thousand Oaks um, in Thousand Oaks at a high school there. Uh, and so it, it it doesn't quite hit you the way it hits you when it's super close to home. And uh, Yeah, I won't go into like the politics of any or anything like that. I just, um, you know, would like it to not continue anymore. Um, But yeah, so I just wanted to take a little brief moment to acknowledge that that has happened. And it's very unfortunate. Um, Also, just the fact that one of the survivors was also a survivor of the Las Vegas shootings, which blows my mind that that we live in a country that can allow that to be (laughs) a thing um sorry i'll stop now Uh, sorry for putting that out there uh but like i said i just wanted to take a moment to mention that acknowledge it and um pay my respects to those people um that were affected all right so let's talk about some news there's not too much that i want to discuss but there are a couple of things um it's an exciting thing. I think um, it's exciting because of the circumstances of which it's happening. But Illumination uh, is going to be making an animated Super Mario Brothers. And I am excited for this, especially after, and I know it's probably not the same team, but after the Smash Brothers announcement um or the trailer that their advent the smash brothers adventure trailer or whatever the fuck it's called um for their adventure mode they had this really long trailer where uh they had all the characters in there it was all animated and everything they had all the characters in there and they were like running from the hands the master hands and um being killed and kirby was the only one to survive and now he's gonna be the one to like save the world and i really really enjoyed that um and then you know after i saw that i think that's when they announced the the mario it's not related but that's when they announced the the mario uh movie is um in i don't know if it's in production but it's going to be and that's exciting i know we had a really shitty super mario brothers back in the 90s but it's not gonna be that it's not gonna be live action it's gonna be animated and i'm excited to see what they do with it um illumination is the company that does despicable me um so, and I guess they did the the Grinch movie that's coming out this year. Uh, I haven't seen that, obviously, but I'm curious. I will see it. Probably not in theaters because I'm not really that interested, <laughs> but I'll see it. Uh, Despicable Me. I think that they're cute movies. I think the first two were probably the better of them. Um, I did see the third one, which wasn't like crazy. Wait, did I see the third one? I don't even remember anymore. Um I saw the Minions movie and I was just okay with that one. But anyway, uh excited to see what comes of that movie. Um what what are you uh all looking forward to when that comes out? What do you want to see? Which characters do you want to see? What kind of adventure do you want to uh see them doing? Um honestly, I'm not like super invested in Mario, but uh I'm so I'm open for whatever <laughs> whatever they throw out there. Uh I'm open for it and I'm sure I'll enjoy it. Uh, Yeah, so that aside, there's one more thing that I wanted to talk about, which is that Disney announced what their streaming service is going to be, and it's going to be called Disney Plus. Um, That's a plus sign, not spelled out. Uh, And they announced also that they have another Star Wars show that they are planning, and that's going to be a prequel to Rogue One, starring Diego Luna, who was in Rogue One. And that... It's interesting. Um again, it's not something Star Wars isn't something that I'm like a huge huge fan of. Like I like the movies, um but I I I can take them or leave them, you know what I mean? Um and and that's not a, a a diss on them or anything like that. Like I said, I like the movies. Uh they just I I don't think they grab me the way that they do some other people because I didn't grow up on them. I didn't watch the original trilogy until I was in my late 20s. Um, you guys, I'm 32, believe it or not. (laughs) So, uh, to me, they don't have the same hold on me as they do with a lot of people. And I understand that and I respect that and I don't judge them for that whatsoever. Um, I hope that doesn't sound sarcastic because it's not sarcastic. (laughs) It's the truth. Um, so I think it's interesting that they want to expand on, um, this universe, Star Wars universe, and I'm totally 100% down with it. Um, I've never watched any of the cartoons or the animated series or anything like that. I hear they're really good. Um, maybe not all of them, but I know that there are some like maybe rebels or something. I don't know what they're called <laughs> that are supposedly really good. Um, I am maybe interested in the one that John Favreau has been working on. Um, I forgot what that one's called. Something about Centurion or something. <laughs> you can at me. It's okay. I'll take it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I find that fascinating. They're also, they, I think, I believe that they said that they're going to be pulling basically everything from Netflix that they have um, so that it could be on their streaming service, which I find fascinating, especially with the whole like um, Iron Fist and um, uh, Luke Cage being canceled and Defenders not coming back. Uh, But Jessica Jones has been um, uh, greenlit for a season three. And uh, I think... No, I know Punisher Season 2 is going to be coming out. So it's interesting to see what comes of that. But supposedly this thing, this new service isn't going to be coming out till 2019, the end of 2019. So we'll see where Netflix is at and if it affects them or not. I know supposedly it's not going to because contracts and all that stuff. Um, But you never know. Um, Disney could just be like, "Mm, we're just not going to have it be made anymore. (laughs) So I don't know. Uh, But... um, it's yet another streaming service that I'm going to have to pay for, which I'm not super excited about, but I'll give it a try, especially because I do want to see the uh the Marvel shows that they're going to be developing. I mean, we've got a Falcon and um Winter Soldier buddy Uh, Show coming out. We have a Loki series coming out. I'm not a huge Loki fan, but I'll watch it We have a Scarlet Witch um, Show coming out which I love Scarlet Witch and I know that she hasn't been like the greatest character in the MCU but um, I've always been a fan of hers in the MCU regardless and I think that Infinity War definitely solidified it for me (laughs) that I'm a big big Scarlet Witch fan, so definitely excited for that Um, because with this whole thing, they can do so much. Um, they're not limited by the movies anymore. And I don't mean limited by what they can do, but limited by the amount of time they have to tell a story. Now they can expand over episodes, a story that they want to tell. Like me personally, I want to see the twins. I want to see Wanda be pregnant with visions twins. I want to see that. Um, and uh if you all know the story of Wanda and her twins, you know that it's possible and <laughs> that it's fucked up. So I want to see that. I would be it would be amazing to see that because then we get our young Avengers in the future. Um anyway, that is uh exciting, <laughs> I guess. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh I know it's another service that I have to pay for, and that's fine, I guess. Ugh, it's just gonna be back to cable i guess i mean it it it's probably going to be where they are going to offer like streaming service packages and then we're just going to be basically doing cable again which is stupid but whatever uh it's the world we live in right now anyway what do you guys think about it what do you guys and girls and everything in between think about it um i like i said I'm I'm for it. I'm stoked. I'm ready. Um, but what do you what do you what are your thoughts? Let me know your thoughts. Are you excited for a Disney streaming service? Do you want more Star Wars expanded universe? Do you want more Marvel shows? If you don't, what is your problem? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Let me know what your thoughts are. I'd love to hear them. Um, all right, that's it. That's all I have for the top of the show. Um, I don't have a recap. I'm very sorry about that. Um, I didn't prep one. I was going to do one on an issue of Buffy the Vampire Slayer um, Season 8, uh, Volume 3. Yeah, Volume 3. There's a excellent <laughs> issue in there that had me laughing the entire way through. Um, but I didn't prep it. I'm sorry. Uh, so you won't get that this time. Instead, we're just going to go straight into the interview now. Um, okay, so I invited uh, Brandon T. McClure onto the show. He is from the Fake Nerd podcast, and you guys may have heard of that because I've had Ryan Iliopoulos on the show when he discussed Dr. Doom. And so now we have another person from that podcast on the show, and they just dropped a new show called Miscellaneous. That's M-Y-T-H-E-L-A-N. Oh, no, sorry. L-L-A-N-E-O-U-S. You can find that on SoundCloud right now. He discusses it again later. But um, yeah, so uh, he just dropped that new show. Anyway, um, I invited him on because I'd been listening to a show and he talked about Digimon. And I needed people to talk (laughs) to about Digimon. It has been one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, Cartoons, uh, but shows. Yeah. I grew up with it, and I loved it as a kid, and I love it now. Um, unfortunately, I kind of didn't care for Frontier or uh, Fusion. Um, I caught a few of those episodes and just didn't really care uh, because they kind of change it up. They they the kids no longer have partners in those, and I think that's really weird because that's kind of how it all started. And 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 I feel like that's very special and it's um, meaningful to have that. But anyway. Um, Digimon Tri it just ended technically um, it, they premiered their last movie already the DVD is going to be coming out in December that's in a month um, but I've seen the whole thing on Verve VRV uh, and yeah I loved the series I think that it was a bit slow at times but other than that like it was fine I, I loved it I really enjoyed going back into that world diving into it again with the characters that I fell in love with i um, just going to say it at the top here. I know I shouldn't, but I ship them. I ship Matt and Ty. I'm sorry. I know that they're just friends and I know that they're really good friends and I accept that. I'm just saying that if they got together, I would be 100% for it (laughs) but anyway let's get on to the interview (laughs) let's let's talk to Brandon about Digimon a little bit I don't discuss those views with him (laughs) because I didn't want to freak him out more than I probably already did (laughs) Um, but here is the interview with uh, Brandon T. McClure on Digimon Adventure Okay, I'm here with Brandon T. McClure of the Fake Nerd Podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, so it's the Wednesday after the election. And so um, that's kind of the thing that I'm loving right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> uh, that I, uh... happened. And uh, I, I I don't get extremely political on this show at all. But I just wanted to, to mention that because uh, I feel personally that some good stuff happened. Not all good stuff, but some good stuff happened. Um, yeah,
1: I uh I was kind of following that. I don't follow politics anymore ever since 2016. Uh, <laughs> that's <'cause> fair. <laughs> it was uh I don't know if my my listeners, if anyone's coming from from that show will know this, but I was very disheartened mm-hmm. by what happened in, in in the election. I try not I also try not to get too political uh, cuz I just it just crushed me and I was just like I can't deal with this <laughs> anymore. Because yeah. when you talk about politics it gets to the point where where people are like well, if you don't believe the way I believe, I'm going to shoot you. Right. Like that's the, where we've gotten with politics now, and it's really horrible. Uh, but I was kind of following and I was like, I was on, I was on, I was on Google. I was like, 2018 election. What's going on? <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's cool. <laughs> so we went, and then uh, my girlfriend and I went just to go see a movie. Uh, and then afterwards, I was like, Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. I mean, I guess that's kind of the way I feel. I've um ever since the 2000. 2000- 16 election I've gotten more into politics uh yeah a lot of
1: uh I'm assuming you're liberal yes (laughs) Uh, a lot of liberal people did Mm -hmm. a lot of conservatives were already kind of but then a lot of liberals were like oh we should probably pay attention
0: right and that's exactly where I was where I was like I knew that I didn't want Trump to be our president (laughs) and uh after that whole debacle um i was like oh i need to pay attention i need to know mm-hmm. exactly what's going on in like the horrors that uh that our politicians get away with um yeah
1: i was at a i was at the dentist earlier today um it, fun stuff fun, fun way to start a story <laughs> and on it was fox news uh and then he was doing a press conference our, our president was doing a press conference and was saying um it was like, oh, what? How do you feel about the election? And he was like, oh, you know, it's nice that you know I'm glad that the Democrats won the won the house because we they won the house, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was glad they won the house because then we could you know work together and they have a voice in politics and I'm happy that we can negotiate and work together. And I'm like, wow, that's really level headed of you. Well done. I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> it doesn't last long. And then and then it quickly devolved uh-huh. into you guys
0: are bullying me. Uh-huh. Why are you talking? I did this to you, and I'm just like.
1: You started so well. Uh-huh.
0: It's what, usually what how it goes. Uh, whenever he starts well, that's usually how it goes. Um, but yeah, let's not talk about politics yeah. anymore. <laughs> uh, what are you loving right now?
1: Uh, well, I I don't I'm not too sure actually. I was, was racking my brain about this. Like, what am I loving right now? And um, in a certain media. I'm I've fallen really far behind on a lot of media. I'm not watching the CW shows. I'm really behind on Gifted. Um, although if I was caught up, I bet you, I would say gifted, but I'm not caught up. So I can't say that. Um, so I want to ask, could I just say comics? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, cause just in general, I think there's a lot of great comics out there right now. Like I, on the show, we have this in joke that, uh, we were part of the cult of Kates, which is, <laughs> which is a thing we just coined a couple weeks ago, uh, where, Donny Cates, who is writing Venom right now, he's just wrapped up Death of the Inhumans this week, uh, started Marvel Knights this week, the new Marvel Knights. Uh, we're reading everything he, he's, re- he's, he's written, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Venom is one of the best comics I've ever read, and I've never read a Venom book before. I've never gave a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he's written such a great Venom book. And then we have um, whenever, whenever Jeff Johns releases an issue of Doomsday Clock, I think that's that's incredible. Uh, There's just so many great stuff coming from Marvel and DC. uh, And then Heroes in Crisis came out. And I don't want to spoil Heroes in Crisis. You don't like it? Okay, I've never said this to Ryan. (laughs) So if he listens to this, I'm sorry. (laughs) Whatever Tom King and Brian Michael Bendis are doing with both Batman and Superman isn't working for me. Mm. And I can't say why because I don't know why.
0: Would you? Because uh, so... Brian Michael Bendis just got on Superman. Yes, he's on and Action Comics and Tom Superman. Tom King has been on it since Rebirth. He's been on Batman since the start of Rebirth. Yes. Um, would you say since the start of Rebirth, you haven't been a Batman? Well, I didn't read.
1: I didn't. I read the first three issues of Batman, and I dropped off completely because mm. I was like, "I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to go back to this." And I followed Tom King from Vision because I thought Vision was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I. So when I, was, when I heard he was doing Batman, I was really excited. When I heard Brian Michael Bendis was doing Superman, I'm like, my God. I remember an interview from years ago. He was doing Ultimate Spider-Man, and he said, I have notebooks worth of stuff for Superman whenever they want me. I have Superman. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, that's incredible. And then for whatever reason, the two of them are on these books that surely should be great, and objectively, they are written very well. Just the stories they are doing, it doesn't click. Mm. It mm-hmm. just doesn't work for me for whatever reason. And for Here's in Crisis, one of my biggest problems is I hate how Tom King writes Booster Gold. <laughs> <laughs> like, Booster Gold is, is a deranged sociopath as far as Tom King writes him. And I hate that. Mm. How he writes Harley Quinn, though, I think is great. I think it's the best Harley Quinn I've seen in years. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like, every book I'm reading is, is incredible. So I just went on a hiatus and I cried. Um, <laughs> I just picked up the final trade. Oh boy. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're not you're not gonna get out of it well. Oh no. Uh yeah, I cried about that, that last page. Yeah, there's so many, so many great books. I just picked up uh it's not called Outer Limits, because that's a show starting breaks. <laughs> I forgot the title of it, but it's from the same creative team as Chu and I'm it's like uh Event Horizon uh mixed with Star Trek, and I'm so into that. Because mm. Event Horizon was a great movie. I don't know, like there's a lot of great books on my poll list. I I can't think of one that just stands out Uh, because every week I'm looking at my books. I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to read that. Oh, I can't wait to read Mm -hmm. that. And it's really nice to see that, especially because for a long time, at least one or the other company weren't putting out quality product. It just wasn't happening. If Mm -hmm. Marvel was putting out good stuff, then DC wasn't. If DC was putting out good stuff then Marvel wasn't right now, I feel like both companies are putting out some of their strongest stuff Mm. and it's really nice to see. Um, Other than that, movies i have amc a list and it's great
0: yeah i have some fr- i unfortunately don't live very close to any amcs uh the closest one for anyone who lives in burbank i live on like e- in east hollywood and uh the closest one is burbank mm-hmm. and uh, i don't want to drive all the way over yeah well we live well, we live in van nuys burbank
1: so we got like four or five near us mm. so it became really we, we just went to melissa mccarthy's new film can you ever forgive me <gasps>
0: how is that great is it okay? I think
1: she deserves an Oscar. Oh wow. Yeah. I don't know if there's some top competition this year for that for that uh, best best actress Oscar. I, uh-huh. I think if they pick the right people, but Melissa McCarthy will certainly give whoever's up a run for her money. She's great and, and I always knew she had it in her.
0: I mean, for me this year, I really wanted to go to Tony Collette for hereditary because I have not seen hereditary yet. It's an interesting movie. I think you have to go into it very open-minded. Mm-hmm. Uh Just because of the directions that it takes, it's to me it was very unexpected. Yeah, Uh, and I really, really liked it. Um, I wouldn't read anything about like the way it ends or anything unless you already have. I haven't. I know nothing about it. Yeah, before you before you see it, uh, if you plan on seeing it, uh, I wouldn't read anything. Uh, just because after I read about it, I was a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh it was fine. I still really loved that. And I love Tony Collette and her performance in it was just to me amazing. Yeah.
1: Um with AMC A list we get to see three movies a week. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's awesome. Like MoviePass went under and broke my heart, but Ugh. AMC A-list <laughs> came up like a, like a, like a phoenix and it, it <laughs> saved everything. It's, I get to see three movies a week. It's amazing. Uh, this, this week alone, we've seen Can't Ever Forgive Me and um, Bohemian Rhapsody, mm. and uh, we're seeing Overlord tomorrow.
0: I didn't realize that was out already. Yeah.
1: We're actually doing a review on it on my show this week, so oh. you know, a little plug there. Okay. okay.
2: (laughs) Uh,
0: Cool. Um, I will say one final thing about comics. Um, You mentioned that Tom King writes a really great Harley Quinn. Yes. And I I got to say, um, I I think Heroes in Crisis is the only thing that I've read that he's done with Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. Um, Tom Taylor, however, I am reading Injustice right now. Yes, another
1: another great Harley Quinn. He, I
0: love his Harley yeah. Quinn. I feel like he just gets it.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh, Harley, I don't mean to like turn this into a Harley Quinn bash, but <laughs> a Harley Quinn ever since New Fifty Two mm-hmm. has been like horribly misinterpreted, mm. and I've hated every minute of it. They turned her into a psychopath, and then they turned into her into a looney tune, and that's not who she is. There mm-hmm. was a run in the early two thousands. Yeah, I was, I'm confident early 2000s. I forget who wrote it, but it starts with a volume out right now called Preludes and Nocturnes. And if you haven't read that, that's perfect Harley Quinn. That's kind of, that's Harley Quinn, who's, I want to be away from the Joker and I'm falling in love with Harley, with with Ivy. Mm -hmm. And you kind of just see classic, you know, it's her in the Paul Dini uh, outfit uh, and it's and it's just kind of nice to see this Harley Quinn. She's strong. She's got agency. She's reserved because she's got severe um, uh, PTSD, PTSD. Yeah. and uh, self 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 uh, self esteem issues, mm-hmm. self identity issues. Because she's like, well, I fell in love with this person. They didn't love me back.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what ended up happening with Suicide Squad in the beginning was like, oh, I'm just the Joker, but. A woman, like, and then when she went, when she got her own solo title by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, which was fine, it was it was good, but she was just like, whoopee, I'm I'm Harley Quinn, I've got crazy mallets, and <laughs> I run a circus." And I'm like, "No, I I don't like this at all." She she's a deeply flawed character, and mm-hmm. when you take away those flaws, you kind of take away what makes her her. So Tom King on Heroes and Crisis writes, "There's a great page." with Harley Quinn that just that's just she's playing poker with a with a she's playing go fish with a penguin (laughs) and and it it is not done in the style of Palmiotti, which is like the penguin would be talking and she'd be flipping her shit because she loses the penguin. but it's just kind of sweet and it's just kind of she's a little she's a little not all there Mm -hmm. but she's not like completely disconnected from reality Mm -hmm. um and then Tom Taylor just his Harley Quinn is a step above I like Maybe Bruce Tim writes a better one. Maybe <laughs> like Tom Taylor's Harley Quinn is 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 I think should be the definitive Harley Quinn. Yay. <laughs> but I mean they're not because Injustice is right. over. I think Injustice is. Uh, over.
0: it I think it's still coming out, but it's officially not going to be going. Yeah, I think forward. Injustice
1: two just finished. I don't uh, yeah. don't quote me on that. I don't know for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I think they might have just finished or they have like just a couple issues left. Yeah,
1: and I I just have, I said this on our Suicide Squad commentary um, where I don't like how Harley Quinn has been portrayed since 2011. Um, but the past couple of years, I've really enjoyed it. Mm. I, think, I think they've kind of realized we should probably bring back, it's Rebirth, we should probably bring back classic stuff because mm-hmm. people like that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they did it right. It's like when they were like, oh yeah, Tim Drake wasn't, robin ever he was just red robin like no he has to be robin (laughs) he has to be robin that's who that character is anyway (laughs) i have a i I still have a ptsd from the new 52
0: oh no uh yeah so my i didn't start reading comics uh until maybe like five six seven years ago um so new 52 is still going on and i tried picking up some of their stuff which i wasn't really like crazy about um and so that should be the log line of the Fifty Two. I wasn't really <laughs> crazy about this, <laughs> but I had no, no experience of anything prior to that because yeah. I wasn't reading anything. Uh, so I went straight to Marvel just because I knew like their movies and stuff. And um, yeah, Rebirth definitely got me into the DC universe and wanting to know more about. Rebirth like,
1: is all about legacy, which is what. DC had had over Marvel any day of the week. Marvel always went back to Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, and the X Men. They always went back to that, whereas DC was like Dick Grayson starts as an eight year old boy, gets older, becomes Nightwing, becomes Batman, and then realizes he sh- he belongs as Nightwing because he's now a fully fledged hero. You'll never see that in Marvel. You will now, but you wouldn't then. Mm. And DC had that over them. Wally, Wally was Kid Flash. Then Barry dies and he becomes the Flash. And he's the Flash for 30 years mm-hmm. before Barry comes back. Uh, uh, Roy Harper, he becomes Green Arrow eventually. Uh, Kyle Rayner, all the Green Lanterns are dead. He becomes Green Lantern. He's the Green Lantern for like 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. You never saw that with Marvel. And now Marvel's kind of realized, Marvel has a lot more like heroes now with Ironheart, X-23, uh, Miles Morales... Use, they get that from dc mm. and i think that strengthened their line because you now have yeah. people who are just like kamala khan mm-hmm. you have people who are like oh i've attached to these people and now i can watch them grow i think that i think that works a lot and for today's audience anyway
0: yeah yeah uh it's unfortunate like the comic skate stuff <laughs> oh man it's <That's laughs> it, not even that's talk about that that's, that's very unfortunate i'm glad to hear you say uh that marvel is doing like the right thing by having these legacy heroes i do i
1: think they they i do agree with mark wade that they missed a step when they were when they replaced all of their legacy care all of their characters with legacy characters when cap when captain america was an old man when iron man was in a coma when thor was unworthy that was it he wasn't Mm -hmm. he was just unworthy when they did that mark wade claims that they had no idea they'd done that it was just kind of like it was an accident And they realized, they looked at their entire line. It's like, oh, none of our classic characters are around anymore. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of going back. It wasn't deliberate to erase anything. It was literally just an accident because they knew they needed new characters. They Mm -hmm. needed characters to appeal to a wider wider audience. The whole Comic Skate thing is completely misinformed. Completely... (laughs) I hate the I hate them so much. They like <laughs> we just love comics. No, you really no, don't. No, you don't. You you just like complaining about them. Anyway, we don't give in. Yeah, have to get into it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I try cartoon. to I try to spread positivity, but sometimes you get to those topics. Um, but let's let's uh, talk about the reason you came. Yes. Um. So growing up, I loved. Um, we're talking about Digimon. Uh, growing up, I loved this cartoon, and I didn't know anyone who watched it. Like none of my friends were doing it. Maybe like one other person sounds like a drug. And none of my friends were doing it. And I, just, <laughs> and I was just trying just like, to get people I on it. Do it. Uh, so hearing your podcast, I've heard you every now and then talk about Digimon. And sometimes you guys will start getting into it, but then you like pull back because you're like, "We're not gonna do it." Yeah.
1: <laughs> so for me, I was really into Digimon when I was a kid, and that was I was way more into Digimon than I was into Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And that was I I kind of feel like you were either into it's kind of I use the 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 Illusionist and The Prestige. You either saw one or the other. You didn't see both.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, I haven't seen The Illusionist. Yeah. The
1: illusionist <laughs> is very good. I'd, I, I recommend it. Um, but yeah, you have... Um, with Digimon, you either liked Digimon and didn't like Pokemon or vice versa. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were really into Pokemon, but I feel like Digimon really... There's a lot more Digimon fans out there than than, than we think they are. Um, I was re-watching... I, I bought the DVDs. I bought the season one and two DVDs, and those are... Uh, digimon adventures and digimon adventures 2 um and i bought those on dvd and there's the an english dub and i'm watching them and i'm like this is great this is so bad it's great <laughs> like it's and it gets older once you get into adventures 2 and mellow Myotismon and all these all these characters and it's really brutal and it's really cool and then season three was a completely different cast of characters uh that was called digimon tamers but what happened was Digimon Adventures came back with Digimon Adventures Try, mm-hmm. so I've gotten really into Digimon again because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Try is out now. That's awesome. This is Digimon from my generation. They've they've grown up with me now. I can watch Ty and Sora not together. God damn it. Um, <laughs> and Matt and TK, and now they're older. They're getting ready to go into college and they're dealing with the whole thing of like, you know, people. The, what we do have repercussions. Omnimon almost destroyed a city, and they're like. Oh, maybe we shouldn't do this, uh-huh. and I think that's really cool. Uh, I haven't seen the sex movie yet, so don't spoil it. If you have.
0: No, you haven't seen no, it. No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so uh, it's coming out December fourth on DVD, uh, and we missed the the screen, the Fathom event screening, so i I couldn't I couldn't see it. So I'm waiting till then, and I haven't seen anything.
0: So don't spoil it. I'm, I'm gonna very try. I'm okay, I'm gonna try. We'll we'll. I think we're gonna focus more on on seasons one and two. Probably more seasons one or season one. But um, oh, it broke my heart. I, I I'm, <laughs> I'm hearing some of the reviews of
1: people who are just like like, dude. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I want to see it. <laughs> yeah. So so it kind of like reenergized me, and so I keep trying to talk about it on the show. But the only one who's even remotely caught up to where I am is Ben. Mm. Like Ryan and Sparks. They have not seen these movies. They Sparks, I think, is only kind of into Digimon. I don't know how, how much he wasn't into it, but Ryan was really into it as a kid also. so But he's only seen the first Try movie. So I'm like, well, I can't talk about Try without <laughs> spoiling it for you guys. Damn it.
0: Right, right. Um, I, okay, let's go back to the beginning. And I want to know, what was your like first experience or exposure to Digimon? Did you watch it when it first came out?
1: Yes. Was it on Fox Kids or yes. Kids WB? I think it was Fox. Fox Kids. Uh, Right. Kids WB had. So I would wake up early, early morning, 6 a.m. I was a kid. I was in middle. I was in elementary school. Mm -hmm. Whenever I came out, I was that old. (laughs) And I would wake up at 6 a.m. Now imagine a little kid like me waking up at 6 (laughs) a.m. on a, not even on a school night, on On a a Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. (laughs) Like who does that? kids these days would never do that. They don't have to. No, they don't because they didn't have the, the joy that was Fox kids uh-huh. and kids WV. I would switch back and forth because kids oh, yeah. would start a little bit later. So I would start with Fox. Bill Nye, the science guy was on 6 a.m. Bill Nye, the science guy. So I'm like, Oh, cool. Bill Nye. And then 7 a.m. Digimon power Rangers. Um, it was Like an hour of Digimon, I think, and then you know, Power Rangers, and then I would switch over to Kiss WB and it would be Batman and it would be or it would be Justice League or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome, I loved it. And so I would watch it when it aired, I watched it as it, as it was coming to America. Um, and I just man, it was just so cool. And, it, and I tried to get into Pokemon because I think Pokemon aired on the same network, it Did was it? WB, it was WB. Mm-hmm. So I would switch over and I would see Pokemon. Pokemon always bugged me because I'm like, why don't the animals talk? <laughs> <laughs> I was just kind of really bugged that the animals didn't talk. Uh, but like Digimon had such an interesting lore and had villains mm-hmm. and had uh, classic good versus evil. If you boil down Pokemon, I don't mean to bash Pokemon, but like, you know, people compare these two a lot. But if you boil down Pokemon, Pokemon is literally about animal abuse. We're going, to, we're going to use animals. If we're going to go dark, yes. It really is. We're going to use animals to fight other animals, sometimes of their same species. Uh-huh. Or this animal is going to betray this animal because they like me better. And it's things like that. Um, that's not the lesson of Pokemon. <laughs> I understand that. Don't at me. But <laughs> that with Digimon, it was about these kids l- growing up and finding friendship mm-hmm. and finding the idea that you know, we're destined. They were, it was destiny. It was like the first time I'd ever been into that. I've ever seen that kind of storytelling of these kids were destined to be partnered with these Digimons so that these Digimon could digivolve and, and reach their maximum potential so that they could fight the evil that kept coming at them. Uh, Devamon, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. was the first, it was villain, the first yeah. villain. Literally the devil, right? Like that's <laughs> insane. Not only that, but the end of that arc, Ends with Angemon's death. Right. And in the dub, it's like, oh, don't worry, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. And that's, the, that's, the, that's kind of the thing because Digimon came back. If you if a Digimon died, it became a DigiEgg and then hatched and then blah, 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 blah. But in the sub, the original Japanese, I can only imagine what it was like because it's not like that. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that Angemon was going to come back. He was just dying, <laughs> and so TK was there watching his friend die. Uh-huh. TK's the youngest of them, and he had the most powerful Digimon. Angemon's badass. Yeah, loved Angemon. Um, I had a, I always like WarGreymon though. Black uh, Black WarGreymon and Digimon Adventures Two. Mm-hmm. Just want to shout out to Black WarGreymon. <laughs> that dude, an existential crisis in a Digimon show.
0: Yeah, this th- the thing that um struck me my first watch through. I was young. I didn't really understand any of the themes that they were really like exploring or anything. And so it was just a really fun show. What I loved about it was that it wasn't like your Pokemon where you're just like going around collecting these animals and fighting them. It was about these kids who created this bond with another being, a Digimon, uh, that kind of like, and it gets explored later throughout the season, but... Brings out the best in them. Yeah, you look at Matt, Matt and Gobamon. Like
1: mm-hmm. Gobamon's like, why are you so, why are you a dick? Right. Pretty much like, these guys are your friends. And he's like, no, I don't have any friends. Like, shut up, dude. <laughs> and then through the course of the series, him and him and Ty, like the movie, um, it, a lot of people here know the Digimon Adventures, the Digimon movie, uh, or Digimon the movie as it was called in America, which mm-hmm. is basically three short films spliced together to make one bastardized version of it. <laughs> Um, But it has it still has a moment where Ty and Matt come together and Gabumon and Agumon form Omnimon. Mm -hmm. And. That was that's such a great moment, especially if you're following. I think Digimon Adventures 2 was out at the time, but it was if you're following Adventures 1, the second season kids aren't in are in that movie only in cameo and Mm -hmm. mentioned and they mentioned that moment in the season. I remember. Like, oh yeah, we were there when you fought Dioboramon. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, oh, wait, what? Uh, and then that reveals there's tons of other Digides and that was Recon and try. but anyway. <laughs> um, when when OmniMon is formed, and you see Matt and and Ty and these two people who are punching each other and they're always yelling at each other, and they're always at each other's throats, always, and they never said like a kind thing to each other. And they needed to work together. Mm-hmm. They needed that bond of friendship to... I, it was DNA Digivolve, but it was before we knew what DNA Digivolve was. Right. Because that was introduced in, in Adventures 2. Mm-hmm. But they needed to have that bond so that they can create this... What was at the time the most powerful Digimon we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. To destroy this... And man that 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 song that plays at the end. Sorry, I'm just like the scene at the end is playing in my head is like we're getting digital again and he's just beating Dio Boromon. Uh-huh. It's Awesome. <laughs> That's such a great moment. Have you seen the speaking of the movies? Have you seen the original cuts of the movies?
0: No, I have not.
1: So one so it's 1 2 and 4 that make Digimon uh, that makes Digimon the movie. Okay. 3 is available on YouTube. You can watch it dubbed. They did dub it. It's really interesting. It's The Revenge of Dioboramon. It's and um, Imperial Jamon.
0: Oh, okay. So, so the it's the season
1: second two, season kids right. um, fight Diaboramon now. And actually, it's really cool. Oh,
2: okay.
0: Because
1: he comes into the main... Like this giant digi egg like, shows up in, in Tokyo. And they're like, um, what? <laughs> it's really cool. I like it a lot.
0: Um, the thing that I loved about the relationship between Matt and Ty is that it was always understood that they were friends. And they always had like this very contested relationship. And um, Ty was always kind of understood to be the leader of the group. And matt was kind of like because he had goggles (laughs) because he had goggles which is a theme throughout the series uh and matt is kind of like a second in command ish type of person anytime ty's not there he would kind of pick up some of the slack yeah but it should be izzy shouldn't it should it really though i think so
1: (laughs) i so i really like izzy oh remember when izzy was possessed
0: when was he possessed? Oh yeah,
1: there was this. There was this brief moment where he's possessed. I think by, a uh, shortly by a by you Digimon. Yeah, TK. No, not TK. But Kari and Izzy get possessed throughout the course of the first two seasons.
0: I know Kari definitely yeah. does. That's by a the black thing. whatever.
1: Um, which I thought was coming back and try, but it wasn't. It was kind of bummed me out. But mm. there's a bit where. Oh, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> don't spoil. Um, but there's a bit where. TK just kind of like won't stop being on his computer. And been, forgive me, it's been so long since I've seen the season. But I remember he was possessed. Oh, and
0: Mimi. He was with Mimi, wasn't he? Yeah, at he, that he point? Was, it
1: was when they were all split up, and he yeah. was with Mimi. Oh yeah, that really paid off. And try. Anyway. <laughs> all right it's just the connect, the connections. I, I yeah, Digimon Adventures One was really good. <laughs>
0: yes, just it kind really of having was. A flashback. Um, what. I always kind of admired about the show is that it wasn't afraid to get dark. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a lot of growing moments for the kids. Uh, There's um, one thing that I like to think about is the fact that, so the digital world is a separate thing from the real world. The kids travel from the real world to the digital world. And there's a point in which Izzy, the smart one, is like, oh, we're just copies of ourselves. Like our real bodies are back on the real world and we're copies at this point. And Ty takes that to be like, I can be destructive. I can be crazy. I can I do whatever that. I want to yeah. do. And he starts putting himself in these really dangerous situations. Yeah. And Izzy's the entire time trying to convince him like, no, 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 you can't just be reckless. Yeah. And there comes a point where I think there's like an electric fence or something that he's there's like, there's a weak point here and we don't know where it is and mm-hmm. we have to like go through it. That's the only way we can get to the other side. And at that point, Izzy's, uh, Ty's like, I'm just gonna go through and Izzy has to stop. And he's like, no, you have to understand that whatever happens to you here happens to you in the real world. If yeah. you die here, you die there. But that idea is not. True,
1: because they ended up not being copies of themselves. Because if you watch Avengers yeah, because it two, was his like
0: theory. Yeah,
1: it was his theory. But if you watch Adventures 2, they are actually transported to right. the digital world. Right. Those. So they weren't copies of themselves that man, that Ty would have gotten killed. Yeah. Remember? So
0: it's it's just like an interesting thing that they yeah. would like talk about that in and a then kid's show.
1: Remember when speaking of Ty, remember when he turned Greymon into Skull Greymon? Mm-hmm. That was such an interesting moment
0: because it's terrifying. It is. And that's the other thing that I love about the show so much is that the bond between Digidestined and Digimon was so essential. It was the kids, however they were responding emotionally affected
2: mm-hmm.
0: their Digimon, whether it was Ty becoming this this Uber, power Uber obsessed, Dick. you know, Uber person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, where he was like, I know that you can get to the next level and we need you to get there. Yeah. And and he was forcing Agumon, his partner Digimon, to become stronger. And and his partner was like, No, I can't do this. Like you have yeah. to like slow down. Like you can't force me. He was feeding him all this you know, food and everything. Of, yeah, and,
1: it's kind of like it's kind of like parenting in a way. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like don't force your kid
1: to to do something they don't want to mm-hmm. because it's not going to turn out well, and it didn't. No, it didn't. It tur- he turned into a monster. He <laughs> turned into a monster who almost killed him because mm-hmm. Skull Greymon was psychotic and had no recognition of what was going on. Mm-hmm. He was just this horrible skeletal monster, and to see that in a kids' show. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, like we dubbed it into a kids' show. Like it's much funnier than uh, it's like funnier. Like that's arguable, but it's it's it's. it's it's much it's lighter. It's much lighter than the than the Japanese version because the jap because the Japanese children, the Japanese audience, uh, uh, animators have more faith that their children can kind of accept some of these themes and and some of these things, whereas a lot of kids programming, uh, people feel like they needs it needs to be spoon fed. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes from the 80s. Like if you watch G.I. Joe and you watch Transformers, it's always like, we should be better, G.I. Joe. Right. That's that's kind of thing. I think that's kind of a holdover. But that's something that Digimon flirted with and then by the end of Adventures 2 completely disregarded. Mm -hmm. Because Malomyotismon was just straight up possessing and killing (laughs) kids. And that was like, so we're adults now. Uh (laughs) And this is the literal devil. Right. And Malo Myotismon was such a cool... Man, he's got such a cool design. Like, Myotismon... The first time I ever knew what 666 meant was from Digimon. Really? <laughs> yeah, and like, no joke. Because in the first in Adventures 1, when they're when they're in the real world, uh, because they spend, I think, half the season in the in the digital world and mm-hmm. half in the, the real world. When they're in the real world and they're all turning into Ultimates and it's really cool. Um, they have all really cool designs. And then they end up... Realizing that my Otis Mon is going to come up. Oh, when's it going to come up? At 6 o'clock, at, at 6.06 and six seconds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> and then Matt's dad,
0: right? Yeah, is it I him? think
1: it's like it's the number of the beast. It's right. the number of the devil. And I'm like, that's <laughs> okay. It's a kid's show? right? Are you supposed to be teaching me how many demons are in hell. And it was still a Saturday morning cartoon. It was because you're only watching it on Fox Kids. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about Digimon Tamers. Okay. Because it's a really interesting contrast. I've been watching it. um, I didn't get through it but I've been watching it towards the end of Digimon Tamers speaking of what we're talking about. They go into hardcore HP Lovecraft horror. Mm. Because I don't know how much of Tamers you've seen. I've seen the whole thing. Yeah, So Tamers is the third season and it's Basically, the conceit is for the audience. Basically, the conceit is it's what well, we've just seen Adventures 1 and Adventures 2 were a TV show and card game. Mm-hmm. And the, now we're following the real world, the three the three characters. Um, what's it? What's Riku? The name? Riku? No, Rika. Rika. <laughs> Rika. <laughs> Forgot no, their name. Rika. Something I, with a T. <laughs> I'm watching this show and I don't know this. Oh, Takato, Takato, and um, Henry. Henry, yes. Yeah, uh, we're following these three characters. Then we meet more along the way. But one of the other girls, Jerry, uh, she gets possessed mm-hmm. by what's called the D Reaper. And I was reading this. I was reading this article. I was re- actually on Wikipedia. It's not an article. I'm not going to sound that smart. But <laughs> with on uh, on Wikipedia, the, there's an interview by the by the creator of Digimon who did one, two, and three, and I think he did four as well. But he was talking about how he wanted to change tamers to be, it, it was now, the Digimon only had one goal in life, and that was to fight and mm-hmm. kill and, and absorb the data of their kill. That was it. So the tamers, that's why they're called the tamers, that they were supposed to tame the Digimon partners to have empathy. Mm. And through that empathy, they would digivolve. But there was this other thing called the D-Reaper, it's not a Digimon. It's something else. It's this thing that's not human. It's not, it's not Digimon. It's, uh, it's like the blob. It's a red kind of conglomerous blob. Also, he kills Leomon twice. So, screw <laughs> him. Because <laughs> we see him kill Leomon in, in Adventures 2, and then we see him kill Leomon in Adventures and Tamers. Um, luckily, in Adventures 2, he can come back. Right. <laughs> but Tamers was another thing. Like, he wanted death to be permanent. The Digimon don't come back in Tamers. Mm. If they're dead, they're dead. And he wanted that to feel like the these characters would have stakes. So he said it in the real world. A lot of what we see in Try comes from Tamers. Mm-hmm. Whereas the idea that, you know, when, when Ty is looking at Omnimon's destruction and he's like, We've done this. There's a bit in Tamers when, you know, they're, they're fighting the Deva, which basically the um what the 12 zodiac signs. Right. And they're fighting the the boar, the boar, uh, deva and he just rampages through the city and the city becomes uninhabitable Mm -hmm. because they just they just can't it just destroy the city and you're like that's insane because up until now you're watching the saturday more cartoon where at the end of the episode everything's back to normal right and that's just how they were back then it was the real world but at the end you couldn't change anything but now this there was real world consequence there was real world change so you see that and try and i think that's really interesting that as as we got older, so did Digimon. Mm-hmm. And the themes that they were going through, the the creators knew that and they wanted to teach us new things and they wanted to teach us like death was permanent. Um When Jerry loses Leomon, it's meant to be... It, it's meant to show how grief can really affect someone. It's meant to yeah. show how you can deal with that. Jerry gets possessed, but it's kind of... It's kind of done in a way that's like you can lose yourself if someone you love that's close to you dies. And it's yeah. really heavy for a kid's cartoon on yeah. Fox Kids, mm-hmm. which was insane. And you don't get this as a kid because it was just like, <laughs> oh, that's cool, Digimon, bright colors.
0: Yeah. That, um, I listened to this podcast called Ranger Danger, and um, they're an Australian uh, podcast, and they go through every single episode of Power Rangers. And they just basically oh, like talk about Yeah, yeah. And they basically just talk about it. And every now and then they'll compare it to like the Japanese version. Super uh, Sentai, yeah. Yes. And… Their themes were so much darker. Like, a lot of the stuff that we did here in America for Power Rangers, because we basically just filmed, like, the out-of-costume stuff. Yeah,
1: we we built the... We
0: took their fight sequences, and that's it. Right. And a lot of it, if you look back on it, doesn't really make sense. They don't really, like, flow well together. Oh, yeah. The, and, the, the yellow ranger
1: loses her breasts whenever that she's fighting.
0: <laughs> and uh, when they talk about it on the show, they're like, Oh, in this show, actually, like, the whole Green Ranger thing... Um, in in the American version, he loses his powers because it turns out Rita has like a, a candle or something, and that she lights it, and once it goes out, he's gonna have lose his powers. But in the show, he dies.
1: Yeah, the, uh, I, remember I mean, sorry, in, J- in Japan, in he Japan. dies. <laughs> in Super Sentai, the Green Ranger dies, and the White Ranger is a different person. It's a little kid. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> in ours, it's like, oh, he's back. He's, he's the White back Ranger. Again. Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> and I just find it so fascinating the different cultures. You know, in Japan, there's so much. Well, you got to remember, like Japan is the
1: is the is the is the 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 country that gave us Battle Royale. <laughs> like that was unheard of. We would never make a movie like that. Mm-hmm. Only when someone else would make a movie like that would we then make a movie right. like that because we don't want to be the first. But they gave us Battle Royale, which is a movie about high school students. Picked at random, killing each other, mm-hmm. and one of them is a psychopath. Right, it's insane what they're what they're getting rid of. Honestly, better country, but um, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't mean that. We're live in a great country, <laughs> um, but it's insane to see how their sensibilities for raising kids is so different. You see it in Death Note. You see it in. By the way, did you ever see the live-action movie Death I Note? I never
0: saw any of Death Note.
1: Okay, uh, check out the Japanese live-action Death Note films. Okay. They're fantastic. Okay. Some of the... I guess the only ones I've seen. They're amazing. Um, don't watch the Netflix one. It's crap. <laughs> Otter crap. Well, actually, that's a really good a good example. So in the Netflix Death Note, the uh, the 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 demon... So Death Note is basically this demon gives gives this dude a notebook, and he writes his name in the notebook, and he writes people's name in the notebook, and they die. Mm-hmm. In... The the Netflix movie the demon Willem Dafoe is like oh yeah write the person name oh yeah just keep doing it yeah definitely do that yeah I love of death death that that that's how we see, demons like that we see demons as the devil like we're egging you on mm. that's how that them they're they're death demon I forgot I totally I'm butching them so but if anyone knows what they're called please let me know because I totally forgot but that character is just kind of like no nah, I was bored I just <laughs> want to see what you do. <laughs> and he just kind of hangs out uh-huh. and watches light who's the main character kill people he's not aching him on he's just kind of sitting there like oh I was bored
0: yeah what are you going to do next it's just showing the like the psychosis of yeah. this person and
1: it's so it's 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 how they see kind it's such you won't see such a such a drastic disconnect with media and a lot of that is lost in the translation, which I feel like is lost in Digimon. Like again, Angemon's Angemon's death in the first in the first couple episodes, of Digimon is taken far more seriously than it is for us, because mm-hmm. we're still trying to make a kids show, whereas they're trying to teach you something. It's kind of like what Disney did, Disney Pixar films in the early '90s. You know, very you know they're for kids, but they're also for the family. they are things that the family can watch, and, and kids learn, and they grow, and they. Basically Kubo, yes, I love Kubo and the Two Strings. Good example, actually. Kubo and the Two Strings is a quote-unquote kids movie, mm-hmm. but it's also really dark. And you, and throughout the course of the film, Kubo loses his parents twice, mm-hmm. and that, and but it's still a really strong film, and it's still a kids movie because there's no cursing, um, and it's all cartoon violence, but it's still really insane. It's basically a movie about about your grandfather coming to try and blind you. Um, so you have these, this idea that if you dumb down for kids, like nobody believes that mm-hmm. except for TV programmers right? who are just kind of like, it's a cartoon. We can't show it as a cartoon. Like Voltron. Even Voltron's like, oh yeah, we can't show Shiro kiss his boyfriend, but we can <laughs> say he has a boy, but we can imply he has a boyfriend. Cool. <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's that kind of thing where mm-hmm. it's like, guys, let us let kids see these things because kids will you're giving these kids nuggets and they're but and they're growing. Imagine if the, if you gave them the whole thing. Imagine mm-hmm. if they sh- if you showed them life, but in this colorful format, imagine the kind of kids we get.
0: Yeah, I, I so speaking of Netflix, they have a show called Big Mouth. I don't know if you've seen any of it, but um. It's not necessarily have for not. kids. It's definitely an adult show, but I think kids should watch it because it it kind of, in its playful way, talks about puberty, growing up, and how to get oh, through I've it. Heard that yeah, um, because the kids individually have these like imaginary monsters. Who follow them around and who like egg them on? On t- yeah, yeah, just like Digimon. We'll get back to it. Who egg them on in doing things that your hormones, as we um, in the real world, know them, uh, would have you do. So like you'll you'll see like if a if a teenage girl is getting her period and she starts going through you know uh, different emotions and stuff and her heightened emotions, you see that the the her monster is like telling her to experience these things and, like, also telling her how to comfort herself and stuff like that. And they, they talk about sex in a very real way and, like, kind of... I think that kids should be watching that. That's the one with Jason Manzoukas, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a really, really interesting um, kind of thing because I think we tend to... And we did this far more in the 90s than we do now. I want to be, want to be clear. Like, things are better. Yes. But um, we still I mean, we still kind of do better, especially in the 90s when we went back to Digimon. We kind of feel, felt like we needed to like dumb down things for kids mm-hmm. or they won't understand it or we don't want them to understand it. We don't want them to understand that. We don't want them we to don't. understand this. We don't <laughs> want them to understand that. So, but people in but the animators in Japan are like, no, oh, it's Sora and Tai, they they want a bone. <laughs> <laughs> like they want to have sex. It's it's normal. But we're like, oh, they're just really good friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'll never forgive them
0: for not putting them <laughs> together. By the way, um, never forgive
1: them. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I have not seen any of the subtitled um, Digimon um, except for Try. Uh, that's the only thing that I know. Yeah, there's
1: a there's a. Um, I have not either, but there's a kind of like split screen on YouTube. Like people have put them up together. Like this is the difference, and it's really interesting to see. Mm. Um. We try to make a lot more jokes. Yeah. Like Steve like Steve Blum is a prominent voice actor in the third season in Tamers. He's like five characters. Oh wow. He's Guilloman, uh, which is a great Digimon. Um he's uh, I only recognize him. Did you ever see Gurren Logan? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you should watch a show called Gurren Logan. One. Uh two, uh Steve Blum plays a very flamboyant uh gay man. Mm-hmm. And his voice is almost unrecognizable. And he's such a good, such a good voice actor. Do you know who Steve Love is? I don't. Okay. Um, you'd recognize his voice. Did you ever see Legend of Korra? I did not. Okay. This is going <laughs> to be a little bit more difficult. Well, <laughs> who oh, did he? Uh, did you ever see... Uh, actually, maybe not. Wolverine and the X-Men? Yeah, ish. Okay. He's Wolverine. Okay. Um, he's got a... He's a very deep voice. Mm-hmm. Um. You've heard him. He's on every animated show. Okay. <laughs> like Every single animated show that has, it exists, he's on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not it's a prominent character or background characters. Did you ever see Box Trolls? Yes. He's one of the Box Trolls, which doesn't okay. mean anything, but he's <laughs> one of the Box Trolls. Um, he, so he has a very high-pitched, very flamboyant very, uh, uh, voice. So he and is unrecognizable. And he's a great voice actor because of that. And I recognize the voices of Guillaumon and someone else. Uh, and another character because of that, and I'm mm. like, oh, that's that's Steve Blum, that's Steve Blum, that's Steve Blum, that's Steve Blum, that's Steve Blum. <laughs> oh, and he wrote this episode. What are you doing, buddy? <laughs> like, he wrote multiple episodes of Digimon Tamers, mm-hmm. um, and you could tell because his characters are always the most prominent characters in those okay. episodes. <laughs> it makes me wonder, like, how much, how much, uh, how much editing goes on with those, with those, like, and how much I don't know how, like, kind of like how we brought it over did we edit the episodes because i know we cut out references to buildings being destroyed no there was an episode that wasn't aired because it took place after 9-11 oh really yeah there's an episode of digimon tamers i don't remember what it's called i've seen it but for whatever reason oh no not for for whatever reason it has to do with like buildings being destroyed or something like that um after it was supposed to air out of 9-11 it never aired wow it's just kind of because we at the time we were really right not okay with that right like lilo and stitch was changed from flying around a a a city to flying around a mountain Mm. you know that no okay so lilo and stitch fun fact we're all bouncing all over the place uh lilo and stitch the ending of lilo and stitch when they're when they're flying around the hawaii mountains and they're in a spaceship and things like that that's not the original ending the original ending is they're in an airplane uh trying to escape jumbo between buildings and flying between buildings and like crap, oh, like driving on buildings mm-hmm. and things like that. So after nine 11, they're like, Oh, we shouldn't do that. Right. <laughs> we, should, we should change that. So they basically like cut and paste and like draw o- drew over the whole thing. It's really interesting oh, wow. stuff. Like ever, ever watch. Let's Like totally irrelevant. But if you ever want to see like media after nine 11, like the changes that happened, it's very fascinating mm-hmm. stuff. Like, spider-man famously like they just colored out the twin towers because they're like we probably shouldn't oh wow yeah there's a whole marketing campaign centered around the twin towers in the first spider-man movie
0: (laughs) well i know that on planes they don't show that just those kind of things anymore like playing um crashes or never see final
1: destination on the plane
0: yeah they don't they don't they edit it out i remember i was watching the fifth wave and oh i'm so sorry yeah th- thank you <laughs> there is a scene when everything's happening where a, you see a plane it's even in the commercials but like yeah. you see a plane crash down and explode and stuff uh on the plane they completely take that out yeah um so that's probably where I not want it. To see and, that yeah um i mean like me personally i am not sensitive to that mm-hmm. like it's touchy i get it i totally but, get the idea though and yeah yeah, yeah i get it i get it no exactly that. like for me it's fine, but I get it. Yeah. Um anyway, back to going Digimon. back to Digimon. <laughs> uh,
1: this I, is what fake nerd could be if I just let loose, by the way. Oh I'm really okay. reserved on fake nerd. <laughs> I try to keep it. Let's keep it. I, I keep let it, it go loose. wherever
0: it goes. I don't mind. Um I wanted to talk about Digimon Try a little bit. Um I know that there are okay, a lot of people excellent. I really enjoy it. The thing that I love about it is I think A lot of people from what I've seen online and stuff didn't like how stoic a lot of the characters are Um, and kind of like their reaction to how everything is going on because they have their Digimon back or whatever and they're all kind of like in a depressive mood.
1: Yeah, I noticed that. I totally I totally understand where that's coming from. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I think that is in a moment, but I, t- I noticed that specifically when Leomon came back mm-hmm. and like Leomon came back is the first time they have seen Leomon since he died and or, so you're led to believe. And he walks in and there's like, Oh, Leomon. And you're like, hang on. <laughs> uh, hand raised. You last saw him dead. Right. And now you're just like, Hey buddy, long time. No, see you want some tea? <laughs> Like you should be way more excited and like you're led to believe, I think the only one who like gave a crap to see their Digimon again after like, I, I guess it's really only been like three years mm-hmm. uh, cause they're still in high school. I think mm-hmm. they're just, they're just leaving high school. Um, although I don't know cause they take out any references to their school system because American audiences don't understand it at all. Mm. Um, you see that in Tamers a lot. Anyway, they're um, supposed to
0: be, like, the oldest kids are supposed to be, like, 17.
1: Yeah, I think so. So I think it's only, like, three years after 2, after mm-hmm. Adventures 2. And it's really been, like, 10 years for us. But they're... Actually, what really bugs me is that not all, not all the voice actors came back. No. Because <laughs> Big Mignana is, is Matt. And he's fine, but I miss the old Matt. Mm. Anyway, Big Mignana, Broly. Um, <laughs> so when Ty sees Agumon... He's really happy to see Agamon because it feels like there's something missing from from his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. Why? Because everyone knew about Digimon at the end of Adventures 2. Yeah. So we're led to believe that that was retconned. But whatever. I don't buy it. <laughs> um, uh, so you see all these characters meeting the Digimon for the first time in like three years. And it's really exciting. And we're all really excited but nobody else seems to be that excited, mm-hmm. especially Joe.
0: Joe is I, okay, my gosh. <laughs> I like that, though. I like that they went in that direction because Joe even explains it later on. It's like he had moved on and he was ready to live his life and like become a doctor or whatever he's studying yeah. to be. And um, he didn't want to fight anymore. And he knew that the presence of the Digimon was going to be that. Like, that's the only reason why they he would be in to this world. He wanted to run his destiny. Yes. Yeah. And he was like, I don't want to be a DigiDestined. I don't want to fight. I don't want to have to, like, drop my life so that I can be this protector for the world or whatever. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to do that. And you have his partner, Gomamon, who's just, like, so sad about the whole situation. But he says, I'm going to stay by your side regardless. Did you see? Sorry. I just
1: remembered. Did you see? I think it was, like, four uh no, it must have been 3 cuz I hadn't been to the digital world again. Um May, who's I hate May. Um, <laughs> but she's like sobbing because kumon has gone. Mm-hmm. Uh and like Agumon goes to console her and like the like Agumon's like why did we send Agumon? Yes. <laughs> and they are just like and they're all like staring out the window. they're just staring like... at the window and 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 like he's like do you have any food and like why did we send Agumon? <laughs> We could have sent anyone else. That's a cute said, moment. Oh, that line. is a really
0: cute moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a good moment. Um, another thing that really bugs me about about Try is like for like four movies, it felt like like when the Digimon Emperor shows back up and it's revealed to be evil Jedi, mm-hmm. Again, sexy evil Jedi, because <laughs> somehow in two he becomes sexy. Mm-hmm. But when he, oh, that got really creepy. Too. <laughs> I'm just remembering the bit where he's like tries to like molest May and he's like, no, I can't. Not need to not have this happen. Uh-huh. Uh, but when he when when he when when uh the Digimon Emperor Ken shows up with Imperial German, with like Kari and TK, who are best friends with Ken mm-hmm. are just kinda like, Oh my god, it's Ken. What's he doing here? And they're like, We have to fight him. <laughs> That is your missing best friend with your missing best friends
0: to Digimon. You should be way more into this. That was right. That was the thing that disappointed me so much was because when season two of Digimon Adventures occurred, I wasn't a huge fan of the new characters. I really um, grew to like them, though. but I really grew to like them as the show went on. You like really and appreciate. I really them. like the
1: Lauren too, with the with the Digimon, with the armor Digivolutions, with the mm-hmm. eggs, and Vimon, I think is a great char- is a great Digimon mm-hmm. character. Uh, the, and when they've learned that they can digivolve like like normal, like champion and ultimate, I think that stuff is really cool. The the uh, stuff
0: that they did with Ken and Wormon. Ken and like, Ken is such a good character. He is
1: like I love when he's not the Digimon Emperor anymore. When it's like I'm I've been a pawn this whole time. He's just depressed with sting with a uh, with um Stingmon. Uh huh. Stingmon's a is digi,
0: Wormon Wormon is
1: like such good stuff. Yeah, I love that stuff so much.
0: Yeah, and and so I was disappointed when they just weren't around and they yeah. kind of like just threw away an explanation of like, Oh, they're on a mission.
1: No, they don't even get that because the audience only sees the beginning, the beginning of, of adventure, of adventures, try reunion, which is the first movie. Mm-hmm. You see them, what looks like die from alpha like mm-hmm. Alphamon it, it appears to kill them. And that's it for three movies. And that frustrated me so much. I'm like, can we just you're not once are they like, hey, we have some other Digidestin that we can just be like ring ring? Hey, <laughs> Davis, sup. Right. But they never never once does that they never mention them until the movie after when Ken shows up. And they just kind of knock on the door. And it's like, hmm, guess you're not home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. The dude just stole your friend's Digimon. Um, okay, so I have to ask, where are you in the Digimon Okay. Tri so story? try. So the
1: last movie i saw is the 5th movie i haven't seen 6 um 5 ends with tai's supposed death okay so he falls uh, into a crevice and his goggles are 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 still there and we and uh, he falls with the Nishijima
0: yes i don't know if he has a different name in the dub version
1: he might cuz i think that's a little i don't recognize that name so might have <laughs> that. but his and his partner Found her Digimon, her former Digimon mm-hmm. that was sacrificed. I love that. Yeah, I thought that was a really good moment. It was really cool to see the beginning of the of the Sovereign Digimon because mm-hmm. I really liked that that story arc when we finally meet the Sovereign Digimon Azulongmon and, uh-huh. and and them to see them with partners and before they turned Mega when they were just when they were just Champion and Ultimate before they turned Mega and became the 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 Sovereign Digimon was really cool.
0: Yeah, so for, for those who don't know exactly where we just jumped to, oh yeah, sorry. Um, we're, we're now referencing in um, Digimon season one, they talked about how there were original DigiDestined yes. prior to the ones that we know, and so in Digimon Tri, they reveal that these two adults that have been helping out the younger kids um, were part of that group.
1: Yeah, and th- not only that, but we didn't know who their Digimon were right. until Try. when we found out that... They, their Digimon became the Sovereign Digimon, mm-hmm. which uh, Azulamon was the only one I, re- I remember the name of. But it's basically this dragon Digimon. It's the four corners of the world. Mm-hmm. The they dragon, the a lion, uh, turtle, and I forgot the the, the, the fourth one. It was C- the Seedramon's C- not. No, he was one of the it was a, dark masters. Was it not a bird? Maybe it was a bird. Yeah, it was probably a bird because Seedramon was one of the dark masters, mm-hmm. Metal Seedramon. Right which is a cool name by the way when he shows up again and try nobody again bats an eye like you're <laughs> you're dar- you're like most evil nemesis if i feel like if my otis mon came back and tried they'd be like oh him again <laughs> right. like no guys you're you're fighting the dark masters again like metal cdramon mm-hmm. showed up and they're just like oh we got gotta fight metal It's uh-huh. just like yeah you did already <laughs> you're not even gonna care yeah. And, yeah. So yeah. So what's really cool is seeing is seeing that. And I really like how try builds on that lore. It mm-hmm. really goes more into like builds more lore than, than Adventures One O Two did combine in just right. five movies so
0: far. So you've been to the part basically where they had to do a reboot because yes. of the virus and everything. And so basically this reboot rebooted the digital world and everyone yeah. Uh, all the Digimon reverted back to like the beginning. Yeah, and so and they,
1: when they went to the Digital World, they didn't recognize who they were, and that was really, really sad. I cried. I'll it be was honest.
0: sad because, especially, and I wish that they would have explored it a bit with m- more of the other kids. But Beomon's you reaction to really Sora, Sora, and like the sad thing about it, everyone is else that, is just kind of like,
1: "Oh, I guess we have partners." Right.
0: And the sad thing about it is that her whole thing is like her, her, uh, her characteristic strength is love mm-hmm. that's her crest and and she can't get any of it oh from speaking Vioban. of crest, speaking of crest
1: uh does it bug you as much as it bugs me that the digimon can go ultimate without the crest
2: without the crest
0: <laughs> i mean it doesn't it doesn't because i think i had accepted it already in season two when Gatomon could turn into angel without her crest I guess so, but there's never... I need a bullshit excuse.
1: Uh I need a reason. Like, oh, the crests are just in our digivices now.
0: Well, I guess to me it's like, well, the world has the crest. Because they, like, sacrificed their crests to, like, heal the world or whatever.
1: At the beginning of of Adventures 2, when they're just like we give our crests to heal the world that's the moment where they're just like yeah we gave up digivolving to ultimate uh uh-huh. that was that well that was that sacrifice we mm-hmm. can't no longer go to ultimate and then just like oh now we can go mega <laughs> yeah now Come they on. do it willy-nilly oh, i i guess i just have to like let it go <laughs> well, no truthfully the one that bugs me the most is when patamon goes mega in try and i think the fourth movie mm-hmm. when in try, when because the, the whole point of try is to get the original Digidest in two mega mm-hmm. essentially, and uh, and and so because we we already had Metal Guru Mon and we had uh War and mm-hmm. those were the only two megas from the from that original crew, so now we have all the other ones. And when Sora uh flame Mon, I forgot her, I forgot uh, her name, yeah, I don't remember. Oh, Phoenix Mon? is it Phoenix? I think Mon? it might be Phoenix Mon. I could be wrong at me um, <laughs> when he when when she goes mega, Patamon is just like, that looks like fun. Can I do that? OK, right, right, <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: right, right. right. And then
1: he just he just goes mega. You're like, you're already really powerful, dude.
0: I will say that the first time we see not Matt or, or to Digimongo mega was with Joe and Mimi yes. um, when they're fighting the Ken wannabe. Joe's mega is awesome. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that brought a tear to my eye yeah. <laughs> because I was like, oh, shit, they're doing it. But then it just like happened so easily for everyone else. Um,
1: <laughs> but but it's, a, it's the thing about, it. you know, the Digimon shows would often focus on one or two characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, you would know, oh, those characters are going champion. Oh, those characters are going ultimate. It's like whoever's that that episode focused on would be their episode to Digivolve to the next level. So it's kind of the same thing with Try. Like, oh, this movie is focusing on Joe and Mimi. They're going mega. This movie is focusing on blah, blah, blah. They're going mega. They're going mega. So you get that. So I I totally get that. That's the point. That's part of the show. It just bugged me when Pat was just like, that looks like fun. Okay. (laughs) Like that was, everyone had to work for it. Mm -hmm. Like no matter what, everyone had to work for it. They had to like dive into themselves and, you know, pull out what their, you know, their, their courage, their whatever. They, uh, they had to pull out their crest again and, and, and really show why they, deserve to be digidescent. You get a tear in your eye every time that happens because mm-hmm. it's so awesome. But Padamon was just like, yay. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay, cheat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. Wait, actually, one more question. Yeah, yeah. Does it bug you that Gadamon is a champion? It does. Because it bugs the shit out of me. And it's bugged the, me for 15
0: years. At the, the, the thing that bugs me about Gadamon specifically is that when she's first introduced, she's very badass. She can kick all the champion's asses. And um, like she's a threat to them. Yeah. Uh, and as time goes on, she beget she becomes weaker and weaker.
1: Yeah, she become she has the power level of a novice, but she's a champion. Yeah, and she just sticks to being a champion. So when she her her ultimate level, Angewomon is as strong as Angemon. Right. There's no the it and Angemon's a champion level. Yeah. I I didn't like that. I wish they had D digivolved her or something. I understand why they did it. It's the same reason why Leomon's always a champion because I guess just certain
0: Digimon just are. I think it's the way that she Digivolves through time without a partner. Yeah,
1: I, I think that's probably, I think that's what we're supposed to infer is that there are some Digimon that just kind of get older and as mm-hmm. they get older, they Digivolve. Like, I probably like how Pokemon, you know, they get stronger, they they evolve. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the idea. It's never once explained in the show, so you're just really extrapolating. Mm-hmm. But I, it always
0: bugged me that it's like,
1: God, a man should be a novice. Like, come on, Yeah, people. and they
0: kind of explained it in, in Season 2 very briefly. In the very beginning of Season 2, she's she has this ring around her tail. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she's being attacked, uh, I get I forget what the Digimon's called. It's like a unicorn thing. It's oh, I remember It steps on the ring. Comes off of her tail and, and she never power- gets it back. And she's not as powerful. And after so that. supposedly she's not as powerful. Like that ring helped her be as powerful as she was. Yeah. And so that's, that's why they
1: gave her the armor, Digivolutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they kind of explain it All away. Right. With I'll, that. I'll accept it, but I still call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but going back to what I was gonna say about the um, the original Digimon, uh, Digidestined, what I liked about it is that you had this woman whose goal was to. We didn't really learn what her goal was until it happened. But her goal was to reboot the digital world yes. because she wanted her partner and you find back. That she's psychotic. She's crazy, and and the the trauma of losing her partner made her obsessed with getting him but back. But she
1: she it, not only that, and we're led to believe it was both their partners. Like they, yeah. they had the they had the one Digimon. Um, you're led to believe that that he sacrificed himself so that the others can become the sovereign mm-hmm. and save the digital yes. world at the time. Uh, so, the fact that she's so so psychotic, like when she sees that Digimon and she's just is like wide eyed and shaking and like, "I found you! I finally did it! I I saved the world!" is like, buddy. <laughs> Can and you just and, right, cool and when it? she
0: approaches him, he reacts like all the other ones. He's like, "Who are you? I don't understand." And yeah. she goes crazy because she's like, "You're my partner!" And she grabs him, and like yeah. it's it's so sad to watch. It's kind of it's actually really
1: cool. I mean, part of part of it is really cool to see. You see all these Digimon, like you see you've seen that Digimon before, and you've seen uh, the Digimon that he Digivolves into, but you didn't connect the two because mm-hmm. you've never seen them Digivolve together. Right. So it's kind of cool to see, like, "Oh, you're my partner." I was like. Oh, that's what the that's oh, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you see Metal Coromon in in uh in uh, uh Digimon Tamers and you're just like, what do you turn into? Oh, that?
2: <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> yeah. Um the uh I I think we're uh, coming to our time, but I did want to uh ask you um was there any character or any character trait you know the whole like knowledge courage or anything that you felt like you identified with
1: as a kid I would have I I wanted to be Ty I really wanted to be Ty like Ty was the cool one he had the goggles I never had goggles but I wanted uh, I wanted to be Ty I even had a um, remember they had the Tamagotchi but they were Digimon yeah oh I
0: had like three of them and they were in the (laughs) Digivices and yeah yeah,
1: I had I had Agumon. Mm. Agumon was always my favorite Uh, and I would always just kind of like and it always bugged me that he was so big in the movie. Anyway. Um, <laughs> they never explained that. Anyway. But so I always wanted to be Ty because he was really, you know, he had all the courage and he was the leader. And I, I always wanted to be that leader figure. I wanted to be that uh, that person that everyone kind of looks up to. 15 years later in Crippling Depression, uh, I realized that's not me. Mm. Um, so I was just kind of, so looking back, now watching Try and seeing Matt, he's dealing with inadequacy, essentially. He's like, you know, I'm second in command. And that's my place in this world. I'm, uh, But what else am I? You know, Izzy, who's just kind of like, I really like this girl, but I'm the nerd of the group. Mm-hmm. You know, you see all these characters. What I like about Try is they're starting to realize, are we just these stereotypes? Mm. Are we just these... Uh, like uh Joe do I am I just a digidestino or am I just a doctor you know or you know, he learns he should be both right so probably now i would say izzy mm-hmm. cuz he values that kind of knowledge and he he's reliable and he uh and he's just kind of the Although I'm nowhere near as rich as Izzy is,
0: like how <laughs> did kind <of> that happen? <laughs> yeah, dude, seven, dude's
1: like younger. Well, well he's the he, younger he one. is
0: adopted, so I would assume that his family had money.
1: No, but he's now like part of a startup, and has his own office.
0: Oh, okay. remember that <laughs> in the new seasons?
1: Uh, yeah, it's insane. Um, I'd probably say Izzy, but it's really difficult because I also think I would identify with Matt.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it, it, there's a lot, there's a lot I see in Matt and Izzy that I see in myself probably not, not their major traits like the crest things, but definitely in where we're seeing them and try, mm-hmm. I think try really resonates with me. Yeah. It, it's definitely doing what it's supposed to do, which is, you know, we're older now. We're seeing these characters older and they're dealing with adulthood. I'm 27. I'm an adult. So I probably shouldn't be, uh, uh, uh seeing myself in these kids, but I think, it, I think it's working. I really, yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, final answer, Matt and Izzy. Okay, like both.
0: Um, yeah, and that's one of the things that I felt like distinguished the show from everything else that I was watching at the time was um, that they took a very simplistic thing of like kind of boxing the children into categories of what they were and then allowing them to become more than that, mm-hmm. uh, especially like you said with the new season of Try, um, especially because they be- they took back seats in two
1: yes they became mentors Yes, and now they're back and, and forefront in forefront this one and i think that i think that works really well
0: yeah and the the first run of my viewing of the show when i was younger as it was coming out i always really really liked kari um and i didn't really understand why and my second viewing of it as an adult and going into try and watching that one <laughs> <I'm> so sorry <laughs> i just remembered Kari's dig
1: at TK in the first season, where he's like, "What? TK? More like flirt
0: mon over here?" I'm like, "Oh, shut up! <laughs> oh, you need to shut up!" Um, and and I, as I got older, I realized that it is Kari, but for reasons I didn't really expect, and that is you get possessed a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm always possessed by a demon. No, like um, a giant
1: black lake. <laughs>
0: what what I realize is that her crest is the one of light. And Mm -hmm. she, as you said, she does get possessed a lot and she gets, she has this weird connection to the dark ocean, to this like darker realm. Yeah. And what you haven't gotten to in the next movie, which I won't spoil, um, I've noticed that she has a darkness inside of her and it's almost like this depression inside of her that when she's with everyone else, she's the light, you Mm -hmm. know, she, 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 expresses positivity she expresses the love she has for her brother and her friends and everything and she's like this younger she's the young one and she's supposed to be this hopeful little light. Yeah. But she's dealing with so much inside and it's like this dark thing that she doesn't want anyone else to see but it comes out like regardless if she wants it to or not it comes out.
1: Especially when she's a kid in the first yeah, season. Yeah.
0: Through these like dark possessions and her going into these dark dimensions and I was and I I relate to that because outwardly I want to be this light person. I want mm-hmm. to be this person who encourages people to be like great people and stuff like that. But then I'm always struggling with something deeper inside. And, and I really liked that. I was able to like find that connection yeah. with this character. That's
1: interesting. I never, I never put those pieces together, but you're totally right. It's interesting. I, I'm, I will, I'm going to look at Kari as a very different character. From <laughs> that's <laughs> and, really yeah. cool. And like
0: I said, like my first viewing, I, I, it's rare for me to really catch yeah. those things whenever I'm watching anything. But when I, when I take a step back and I look at it and I have like a second chance at it, I get to see these nuances and whether or not that's what they were trying to convey. Yeah. That's what I got out of it. And that's how I see her. And Really
1: all that matters is what you get out of yeah, it. Yeah. And
0: and that's how I see her. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like that's why I liked her so much is because like I relate to her on a level I didn't realize I did. Yeah, And uh, I, I think that's, a major reason of why I appreciate the show so much, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I have, I, well, I want to share one more
1: anecdote. Yeah, remember, remember, you know, May, uh, she's terrible, I hate her so much. <laughs> she won't stop whining, she won't stop crying, but I'm so sick and tired of her. So, we were watching the fifth movie in theaters with the Fathom event, and she's just like, Oh, it's all my fault, and, I, and like everyone in the audience goes, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like. Finally, I'm not the only one. She's terrible because <laughs> she's just like, oh, it's all my fault. This is my fault. Oh, make is was like, shut up. You're, you're, <laughs> shut up. We've had six movies to deal with you. Uh-huh. You, we, you need to show some growth already. I have a question for you. Who's your favorite Digimon?
0: Um, <laughs> uh, it would, uh, as a kid, <laughs> my favorite one was Gatomon. Um, I don't know today mm-hmm. who I can say. I want to say it's probably Patamon.
1: Patamon's great. Patamon's really cute. Like
0: her through her evolutions and everything. Um, I would probably say her. Patamon's a her? I just assume so. Really? Well, because she becomes Lilymon and then uh, Rosemon. Uh-huh. So unless she's like, you know, yeah. fluid. <laughs> gender fluid, I don't no, know. No, you're you're right.
1: <laughs> you know, she's voiced by a woman. Yeah, that makes sense. There's I I assume they're all gender neutral, honestly. That makes sense, right? They don't have any.
0: They don't... I mean, sometimes they, they do. Like, like they do. May Kuman, they call her a girl. They do. That might be just be for us.
1: Maybe, but, it, but then Japan's again, I mean, Angel Woman
0: has these giant Angela breasts. Woman is, is
1: hot, yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway. Um, no, mine's Blackboard Greymon.
0: Yeah, yeah. Blackboard Greymon
1: by far is such an interesting character. When he's created and he's just like, I don't know why I exist. Mm-hmm. I don't exist. I'm soulless and what do I do in this world? It's like, oh... <laughs> Buddy, do you want a hug? Buddy.
0: Yeah, he's a very sympathetic character. Oh,
1: I was thinking you said Patomon. I was thinking Patamon. Did I say Patamon? I meant Palmon. Palmon It's who I meant. Yes. Patamon is TK's Digimon. Yes. Pal-mon I meant Palmon. Is, okay. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You said Lilymon. I was like, that's not right.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway, yeah, Palmon. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh younger I I liked Getaman because of her story of mm-hmm. just like growing up with no one and like becoming, allowing Myotismon to make her like an evil quote unquote character mm-hmm. and and then like discovering like I'm not that person I don't have to be that person. Myotismon
1: is such a cool name. <laughs> Mallow Myotismon, uh-huh. so cool. Uh yeah. Um. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank for you for being was a lot on of my fun. show.
0: I I never, I I
1: never get to just gab about Digimon
0: anymore. I know I have no one to talk to about yeah. it. Uh, so I'm glad that I, I discovered that you liked it and yeah. I asked you on. So thank you so much. for. I'm sure I'll for have a lot more Michelle. to say.
2: I would love try.
0: to get your, your take on how Try ends because I definitely have opinions and I won't share them right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I would well, like we to should get do your this take. again after Try is over. Then. For sure. For sure. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug
1: or sure. where people I've can got, see you, follow you? So I've said before, I have a podcast called fake nerd podcast. That's on iTunes, Stitcher, Google play. Um, I think it's on Google play. Honestly, I'm not even sure. Um, <laughs> but it's Spotify. Uh, definitely check that one out. Uh, or wherever you can find us for at fake nerd podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, that's my main show that comes out every week every Sunday and we just talk about nerd stuff and we talk, we're doing reviews, talk about um, just kind of geek culture. We, we try to take a, like what you said, we try to take more of a positive voice in uh, what is a sent. what is oftentimes just drowning negativity, mm-hmm. with within our culture, I feel. And then I just launched a new show. When is it going out?
0: Uh, this will come out later this week, probably like Friday. Monday. Okay. So I just
1: launched a new show then on Wednesday, mm-hmm. this past Wednesday, uh, we're recording it Wednesday, but you know, for you guys who are listening to it on Friday, called Miscellaneous. that's uh it's basically miscellaneous but replace m-i-s-c with m-y-t-h mm-hmm. so it's Miscellaneous. that's a new show that i'm doing with sparks uh and we uh, sparks is a friend of mine a friend of mine from the fake Nerd podcast and we just talk about mythology and we talk about and we we go through different mythology stories and tell each other stories uh through mythology and we'll probably do some more but right now that's every two weeks so the next episode is out in a couple weeks so those are my two shows. and you can find me at BT McClure
0: on Instagram and Twitter as well. Great. And I'll put all of that in the show notes so that people great. can find Thank it you. easily. Thank you so much for being Thank on the you. show. This was a
1: lot of fun. Yeah. It's great.
0: That was Digimon Adventure. Did. Did it. Okay, so that was Digimon Adventure with BT McClure. I'm sorry, Brandon T. McClure. His handle is BT McClure. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I love talking about it. I got a little dark at the end when I said I relate to Kari. Um, but that's just the truth. We don't talk about mental health enough. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I do have some recommendations for just... Uh, I talked about it at the top of the show, but my recommendation, I have two of them. One of them is uh, Sabrina. I don't know why I said it that way. It's Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. I definitely recommend it. Go check it out. It's um, not your Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That's for goddamn sure. Uh, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. I think it's a lot of fun. At times it can be a little tiny bit campy, but I'm all for camp, so it's fine. But uh, it's dark, and I like that. And and they allow the characters to get real dark, and there's a whole lot of Hail Satan. <laughs> um, but it's it's fun. I really enjoyed it. And I'm not just saying that because my good friend Lindsay is working on it. Um, I'm saying that because it's true even before she was working on it I was very excited when they announced it Um, love the comic book and I I'm really eager to see if they uh, do bring in some more comic book plots into the show the way it ended really leaves it open for a lot of possibilities which I like. Um, They're currently filming right now uh, for season two. So, yay, maybe we'll get it sometime in the middle of next year or something. That would be exciting. Anyway, the other thing that I'm um, going to recommend for you is, I know this isn't possible for everyone, but if you find yourself with the opportunity to go see the touring a uh, company of dear Evan Hansen. I 100% recommend that you go do that. Uh, speaking of Lindsay and her beautiful husband John, they were struck with some misfortune. <laughs> they, Lindsay had to work on the day that they were supposed to go see Evan Hansen, dear Evan Hansen, together, and um, John and Lindsay were very. good Gracious and they offered me Lindsay's ticket. So John took me to go see Dear David Hansen now This is a show that I had heard a lot about but I didn't really know what it was all I heard was that it was really really good I knew that it won all the Tony's and that um, It was gonna be sad. That's all I knew and I was like, you know what I'm 100% in um, When it was the tour was announced I wanted to get tickets But they were so freaking expensive that I was like, I don't know if I want to pay for this um, but In the end, um, unfortunately, and I feel so bad that she couldn't go. Lindsay couldn't make it because, again, like I said, she was working. She was working on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina for you. Be grateful. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But uh, so they offered me the ticket, and um, I went as John's date. Yeah. And (laughs) I was a mess (laughs) watching this thing. I was a mess. There's one song towards the very end that really got me. It's a song that um, his mother sings to him. And uh, I have a very contentious relationship with my mother. So um, this one, oh, it got me so good. I was a sniffling brat in that that audience. It was good. Uh, I walked out. We went straight to the merch booth and I bought a, I don't know what the official name is. I know it's not called a baseball tee, but it's what we know it as. It has an actual name, (laughs) but I bought a baseball tee that says Dear Evan Hansen on it. I wanted to get more, but I didn't want to spend that much because this shirt was $45 and I did not want to spend more than that. Um, But they had some really great ornament, Christmas ornaments and stuff like that. Uh, And I really wanted one, but I didn't. Um, instead, what I did is I got home and I bought the Broadway cast recording on vinyl and it arrived at my home and I listened to it and it's beautiful. And, uh, I ordered it through Amazon. So they offer free rip of the music. They call it a rip, but you know, it's just a digital download, um, of the music that you buy on certain albums. Um, so now I have that in my, um, not that i listen to amazon music but it's there now um, but i just have it on my apple music so that's fine too um and i and i had waving through a window in my head for a very long time after that and um the musical stuck with me for a, a, a quite a while after that um and so if you have the opportunity to go see it, I definitely recommend you do that. Uh, Also just check out the music if you don't have the opportunity to, and kind of read up on what the story is telling and stuff, because I think it's something special. It's, it's, it deals with some fucked up shit. Um, uh, fucked up societal shit and social media shit. And um, I think that they did a really good job with it. (laughs) So check that out. If you get the opportunity, if you like musicals, you'll love this one. Um, Hopefully, maybe I won't say that as a blanket statement. I'm sorry. I shouldn't assume what you love. (laughs) But that's it. That's my recommendation. Those two things. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed that interview. I had a lot of fun recording it. um, And hopefully Brandon will be able to come back uh, and we can discuss Uh, Digimon Tri in in more detail because there's so much that I wanted to talk about but he didn't finish it so I couldn't talk about it (laughs) but yeah that's it that's it for the show if you want to check out Brandon uh, his podcast his Twitter handle his social media all that stuff it will be in the show notes Um, just go to interviewwithanerd.com go into the shows or go into the guests and he will have his own guest page there uh, if you have any comments or anything, any corrections that you want to make or anything like that, um, if you want to contest anything that I said, that is completely fine, and I 100% welcome it. Um, I don't know everything, and I like to be corrected. Um, You can email me at le... Oh, no, sorry. That's my Twitter handle. You can email me at richard at awkwardhuman.com. That's A-W-K-W-A-R-D-H-U-M-A-N.com um that's my email address i'll get your emails the you can also go to the website and go to like contact me or whatever and it will send it straight to my email so that's fine too um at me if you want to do that you can follow me on twitter instagram and facebook at le richard c that's where you'll be able to find me and that's about it i do love hearing from you guys i don't hear from a lot of you but i've heard from some of you um so if you want to drop me a line that's Always welcome. I enjoy it. I love it. Rate me on iTunes, by the way. Are you listening on iTunes? If you are, just go in there. You don't even have to say anything. Just plop a little five right there. Just just plop it on there. Uh, I will be eternally grateful. And if you do make a comment, I will read it on the air. Uh, You know, because that's what podcasts do. Um, That's it. That's it. That's all. I'm done. I'm so done. (laughs) with this episode Uh, okay as always remember to uh, be safe out there be kind to one another and I will see you on the next one goodbye